climb aboard my train, little boy. You're my new friend. <laughs> All aboard! It's podcast time. Come on, grab your friends. We'll talk about bear disneylands. We met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Omeglob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we are here to talk about Adventure Time from Season 1 all the way to the very end. Oh, yeah. How you doing, Maddie? I am pretty okay. Pretty How about okay? You? Yeah, just a little sleepy today. Yeah, it's Sunday morning. We're sipping on our coffee, hoping to uh, juice the, the joints. Juice the joints? <laughs> yeah, we are recording way earlier than we usually do. Usually, this is like a late at night thing. Yeah. But we decided that we had a full sa- Sunday morning available to us both and trying to uh, get on that diggy yeah. digginess. And open Sunday morning is a pretty rare thing for yeah, us. Yeah, that's mm. true. That's true. Yeah. Um, How you been, bro? Bro, bro. Uh, the school quarter is just ending. Are you so happy about that? I am very excited. Oh my gosh, I bet you are. <laughs> it was a it was a struggle. It was a doozy. It was a doozy. <laughs> how have you been? I'm great. So last week I started back at roller derby after recovering from my foot surgery, and um, my body is a roadmap of pain. Like legit. Why are you doing this to me? I can't believe you. Stop. Yeah, you know, we're in this together. That's true. Last January, my New Year's resolution was, <laughs> I'm going to get into Aquaman shape this year. Uh-huh. And it is now December. <laughs> I haven't gotten into Aquaman shape. So, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this. So every day I've been trying to exercise much, much more. Yeah. And I'm at least in E.T. shape. Whoa, E.T. Yeah, shape? I'm, sh- I'm shaped like a wet bag of sugar. That's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> It's easy when you know what you're doing. It's easy. Oh, man. Uh, that, that's been our thing lately. So we hate it when... um, I always think it's such like a snide and rude thing for somebody to say when they're oh, like, yeah. well, it's pretty easy if you know what you're doing. Right. Like, well, obviously. Duh. <laughs> Thank like, you. Thank you, Captain Obvious. It's been this point of contention lately. So, Adventure Time. Yeah. Speaking of animation. Yes. So I'm an animation major. Yes, he is. And... um. I like to keep myself busy with a couple of projects during um, breaks from school, and I want to get more into like the animation software that I'm using. Yeah. And I've had these two ideas floating around for a while, and just for fun, you know, like just something to, to uh, um, um, hone in on my skills a little bit. <laughs> I wanted to work on like a couple of personal projects. Yeah. And I want to get an opinion from the audience Ooh. on which project I should work on over this break. You should make it a Facebook poll. I will make it or a Facebook Or a Twitter poll. poll. Yeah, I will. I will. You will? I will Wheaton. It, we can't not do that when we say will. I know. Will. So, we will do this. Uh, one is called Flurry versus Giraffe Again. If you don't know about Flurry versus a Giraffe Again, Matt has a series that he has created, um, and it features his old uh, former boss, Mason Flurry from Subway. Yep. And his uh, red-haired BFF. Sean, who he made a giraffe again. Yes, a giraffe dragon, giraffe again. Yes. And basically, it would be a cartoon about them battling. Yeah. A sandwich artist and a giraffe again. Yeah, a super sandwich artist. Super sandwich artist. Yep. With Popeye arms. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty great. And the other idea is Gladys and the Demon, which would be an animated musical about uh, 
a lady in her mid forties in Brooklyn who falls in love with. Wait, a demon. I thought she was like a New Jersey. Yeah, she's like, got, like, New Jersey, New Jersey kind of voice. Yeah. Can and, you can you give us a sampling of the vocals? Okay, so she falls in love with a demon that she sees that looks like Josh Groban. Yes. People are like, right now they're all shutting the podcast off. Yep, they're throwing their phones away. <laughs> <clears throat> a little musical excerpt. When the sun is out, I know it's because of you. When the moon is full, I know it's because you too. I can't even remember my own lyrics. Because he's my Satan, and he's so great. And I know he loves me too. Ba, 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 da, la, ba. I love it so much. That's my vote. I want you to do more. I want you to develop Gladys and the Demon so bad it hurts. Passion project. It's great. <laughs> so, should we get on with the show? Wait. So, vote. Vote. On yes. what? Twitter? Are we doing Twitter? Facebook? What's the, what's... Let's do both. Oh. Twitter and Facebook. Okay. So... Or you can just send us an email. Sure. <laughs> Matt's like, I don't know how to do a poll. <laughs> I got That's you. my way of getting around it. I got you, boo. I got you. Uh, yeah. So exciting. So vote for what project Matt is going to work on over his break. Sean's going to be like, dude, you've been talking about making my Flurry versus Drafting cartoon for like six years. Uh-huh. What's another year? Yeah, right. You can wait. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Oh, also, uh, Adventure Time-esque news. Penalty Ward is creating or has created a new series, Catbug. Yeah, Based on a character from his Bravest Warriors series. Mm-hmm. So neither of us uh, is f- very familiar with Bravest Warriors, so I just looked up like a Best of Catbug compilation, and that character is hilarious. Freaking hilarious. Yep. So adorable. Yeah. I love it. Exc- I love it so hard. So hard. So we're pretty excited to see what uh, what comes of it. Yeah, for reals. Maybe we'll have a, oh, my glob, a cat bug. No, where's my beer? A cat bug. <laughs> <laughs> where's my big old beer? Mm. Mm. <laughs> love little kids saying adult lines. Oh, it's so great. It so, so cute. And the little voice is adorable. Yeah. Speaking of adorable, we've gotten into the Mandalorian. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is flipping cute. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, before we even saw the show, like, Baby Yoda was already becoming this huge meme, and we're both like, ugh. But then we saw Wait, 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 wait. I'd like to take a step back. No, I was not, ugh. Oh, really? Oh, I you were. Was. Yeah, I was but just... I was like, hmm, this seems pretty cute. I, 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 I'm, I, like, with these big, like, fantasy and, like, sci-fi franchises, there always has to be that one, like, Jar Jar, Jar, Jar or Olaf or bleh, uh, you know, that character. And I was like, okay, well, it's going to be the cutesy character that sells merchandise. But then I saw the show, and I was like, I love Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is adorbs. So if you haven't checked out Mandalorian, it's okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like the second episode the best. Or the third. Third yeah, episode. Third, third episode is my favorite. The fourth episode is basically Magnificent Seven. And Three Amigos. Yeah. This will bless humor. Yeah. So anyway, regardless, it's pretty – it's it's a neato show. Um yeah, that'd be my best description of it. This show's it's neato. It's neato. Magneto. If you need, I have a derby girl. Her name is Magneta. Ooh. Yeah, cool. it's pretty uh cool. It's pretty rad. Anyway, should we get on with the show? Yeah, this is the longest intro ever. Sure is. Intros are rad. Okay, so we are going to talk about uh, season two, episode nineteen, Mystery Train, and season two, episode twenty. Come with me, <laughs> or go with me. Sorry, I just like 
the title just went blank on my computer. Uh-huh. It wasn't meant to be. Sure, Matthew. <laughs> so, Season 2, Episode 19, Mystery Train, has an IMDB rating of 8.4. Overall number, 45. And it was directed by Larry Leachleiter, Patrick McHale, and Cole Sanchez. Written and storyboarded by Kent Osborne and Samvale Xiophone. Original air date was March 14th, 2011, and it had 1.96 US, uh, 1.96 million U.S. viewers. Yeah, not too bad. No. And the title card shows a train in the night and, like, the exhaust coming from the top of it with the silhouette of a shady figure on a skateboard. And then you got Finn and Jake peeking out of the, the front of the window, oh, like a window. Oh, you totally do. I didn't even see them. Yeah. They're tiny in there. They're just little guys. Just little guys. Yeah. So we open this episode with Finn sleeping. And if we're talking about adorable characters right now, he is seriously adorbs. Um, Jake is like hovering above him because he has some balloons tied around his waist. And he blindfolds Finn with an orange blindfold. He wakes Finn up, and when he wakes up, Finn says, Oh my gosh, I'm blind, I'm blind. I'm blind on my birthday. I'm blind on my birthday. And Jake informs him that he he just blindfolded him and leads Finn to a surprise to celebrate his 13th birthday. So Finn and Jake go to the cotton candy forest, where Jake takes off Finn's blindfold, revealing that they're near a train, and tells Finn uh, that a train is needed to get to the surprise. That's right. Yeah. And, Sorry. Go ahead. And Finn's like, oh, you got me a train for my birthday. He's like, no, we have to go to a train. He's like, oh, you got me an orange blindfold for my birthday. <laughs> the best. He's excited about everything that could possibly it be was give. so cute. Yep. Really, really cute. He's a boy all about his birthday. I like when he's in the sleeping bag and his face is peeping out. He looks like a thumbnail. Yeah. Um. Also, I think that it's just adorable and it speaks to how like the hmm, like innocence that he has of how thankful he is for any little thing that he's given, even though this kid is like a cajillionaire from all of the adventuring they've done. Yeah, all their riches. It's just it, it's just really neat. It's cool. It's cool. So while Finn and Jake... Pff, one sentence in and I mess it up. <laughs> while Jake goes to get the tickets for the train, Finn meets the conductor, a pink-skinned man in a blue suit with a really, really creepy voice. So Finn gets creeped out by the conductor because of the conductor's strange voice. That's, okay, that's a redundant statement. Good job, Matt. <laughs> but he and Jake go climb aboard the train regardless. On the train, Mr. Candy Cane stumbles and hits Colonel Candy Corn, who's got a great voice. Um, Really quick, I always think it's interesting that Colonel has no L. Yeah, Colonel. Colonel? Mm-hmm. Colonel. Okay, or, sorry. When I was a kid and I read it, I always thought it was Colonel. I'm like, what does that mean? I don't get it. So the Colonel becomes angry, but Mr. Candy Cane apologizes, after which the Colonel requests that it does not happen again. So... After this, so we watch this exchange, Jake's like, well, I'm going to go get a schedule um, for the train. And he leaves, and the conductor comes out and lets them know that the train ride is about to get a bumpy. When they hit this bumpy track, Colonel Candycorn gets hit multiple times by Mr. Candy Cane. Finally, when they hit the straight track, Colonel Candycorn threatens to kill Mr. Candy Cane. Suddenly, the train enters a tunnel, engulfing the train in total Darkness. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. I love how, like, uh, Colonel Candy Corner could easily just kind of, like, Move. lower himself down a little bit. Yeah. Just kind of duck down. <laughs> he doesn't. He just sits there and takes it. So when they exit the tunnel, only the skeleton of Mr. Candy Cane remains. So Finn declares that he will solve the murder mystery and calls up Dr. Donut to look at Mr. Candy Cane's remains. 
Finn asks Dr. Donut if he found who did the crime, and the doctor says that he believes it was the colonel because he said, well, I'm going to kill you. He's like, it's probably the guy that's just said he's going to kill him, but I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Oh, wait, he is a doctor. (laughs) I just play one on TV. I just play one on TV. So Can we we talk about the skeleton of the candy cane? Yes. Yeah, dude. Like, So this is a straight-up skeleton. Like, The candy folk have skeletal bodies. Yes, we now know that. Yeah. And it, and it like the skeleton was shaped in a candy cane. It's really then interesting. Again, do they have skeletons? Because you know, the big reveal at the end. Oh yeah. I <gasps> well, I assume that they do, because you know, if, that if is they're a implying that these guys are question. dead, and they give them skeletons. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. More hmm. mystery. Mystery. So you know, I love a good mystery. You do love a good mystery. So Finn haughtily states that the murderer is never the first person suspected. So he asks Colonel Candycorn if he had any foes that would frame him. The colonel says he only has one on the train, but before he could reveal who it is, the lights flicker once again, and Colonel Candycorn is found dead as well. Dun dun dun. When a gumdrop says the murderer can be anybody, even Finn, Finn accuses the gumdrop of saying that to divert suspicion. Before Finn can further interrogate the gumdrop, the lights flicker. And guess what? Shocker. Another skeleton sits in the gumdrop's place. Bum, bum, bum. Sorry. We, if, you, if you're hearing some gross sounds, we got a cat that's just cleaning himself right next to my microphone right now. That's gross, man. Right, Maverick, get a room. We love you, buddy. He's like, <laughs> Bye. I'm Maverick. I'm Maverick. So Finn next accuses a candy person who believes Dr. Donut killed everyone as well as the colonel to protect his alibi. This too is disproved when the light flickers and Dr. Donut's skeleton falls to the ground. So Dr. Donut, so you think about a donut, right? Mm-hmm. And it has a hole in the middle. Yeah. But Dr. Donut's skeleton has no hole. Weird. Yes. That's Ooh. what I'm saying. There's like a black circle, but no... I was curious what it was going to look like if there's a skeleton, and it was odd. You know I think this is the first sign of the twist ending. Oh, it's crazy. It's it's a giveaway. Yeah. Either that or they just made a huge mistake and they didn't care. Mayhaps. Mayhaps. So Phoenix claims, son of a, the last part being interrupted by the train whistle <laughs> as censorship of a cuss word. Hmm. <laughs> so Finn continues to hunt for clues, gathers the remaining train passengers to the back, all these characters that really had nothing to say up to this point and proceeds to iterate each passenger's potential motive. Before Finn is able to reveal the culprit, the lights flicker, and all the remaining candy people fall to the floor, dead. D-E-D. Because of this, Finn realizes it must have been the creepy conductor, who had earlier given his being awesome and cool, as an alibi. After this epiphany, Finn hugs Jake, because Jake was all pouty. He's like, I told you. And he's like, yeah, you're right. Um, the lights go out a final time and return to show Finn hugging Jake's skeleton. <gasps> I was so sad. It was sad. I didn't like that. But it was kind of anticlimactic at the same point. And I was like, wait, what's happening? Anyway. Yeah, with Jake's death, you're like, well, surely something is, like, this is, this can't be real. Either this is a dream or. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this, what's, I don't like this. This makes my tummy feel sad. Next, the conductor appears and starts. Uh, brandishing a sword and charges at Finn with this sword. Finn draws a sword that he has and starts going after the conductor as well. So this sword that Finn's carrying that has like a tree root hilt. Yeah. We were, or maybe it was just me, but I know Finn's yellow sword got messed up a couple episodes ago and that's gone. But I don't recall when he got this new sword. Do you? I don't. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick. Okay. Actually. 
So the conductor retreats three times to cars near the engine, unlatching the car behind him each time. Finn pursues the conductor until they reach the engine and swings his sword at the conductor, who dodges, instead hitting the control panels. Finn shouts, My birthday wish is vengeance! Happy birthday to me! And prepares a finishing downward slice. The conductor yells, wait, then falls to the floor, transforming into a pink and blue blob, who turns out to be Jake, who confesses the skeletons and deaths were all fake, and that the murder mystery was Finn's birthday surprise. Yay. Yay. With the control panel broken, the train approaches an area of unfinished track off an edge of a cliff, careens off it, and lands in a giant mound of gelatin, where Finn and Jake... Join the rest of the candy people for Finn's 13th birthday party. Nice. So while eating cake, Jake asks Finn which part he liked most, and Finn tells him that it was the trains falling into the gelatin. He then comments that it must have taken careful planning to execute. Jake responds by saying that the gelatin was actually unplanned and that had it not been there, they would have died horribly. Then the episode ends with mysterious music while Finn ponders the sabotage tracks. <laughs> How'd you feel about this one? This is a cute episode. I like themed episodes. I'm not going to lie. Nice. I think it was adorbs. Cool. How about you? Uh, without getting into too many spoilers about the next episode. So I remember liking this one a lot more than the next one. Uh, all the times that I'd watched them before. But this time it completely flipped around for me. This one I just really? thought was kind of okay. And then I really enjoyed the next one. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. I, um, sorry. No, you. I still liked it. I think it's I think it's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's that um, murder on Orient Express, basically. Yeah. But... At the end, it was a big surprise and not really murder. Mm-hmm. Murder. Murder. So I really want to quick go back to the sword that we found. So um, <clears throat> it's called the Root Sword, and this became his primary weapon. He finds the sword on the caboose of the train and uses it to, t- to attack the conductor. He next uses it in an episode that we're going to cover called Belly of the Beast to um, attack the monster. Um, and then we see it in some other episodes as well um, in the future. So he just found it in this episode. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, weird. He did. Like they didn't make like a big thing out of him getting a new sword. I think that's no. why it just kind of like went over my head. Yeah, I-, I agree. It says that he keeps it in a makeshift pocket on the side of his backpack. He the sword gets its name from its root-like handle that seems to be comprised of two main roots spiraled round one another. Cool. Yeah, and the blade is like a pinkish tone. Yeah, I like this sword. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's neat. It's better than that like rotten banana looking sword that he had before. Yeah, totally I agree. So Finn's a terrible detective. Yeah, he's really <laughs> he's bad. He's really bad. You can tell you know, because Jake set this whole thing up, like he's getting frustrated with like how bad Finn's detective work is. Uh-huh. And he keeps going, I'm gonna look at the train schedule, and then Finn's like, I'm gonna solve this mystery, but I'm gonna totally suck at it. Yeah. I think one of the funniest things is like when Jake's explaining in the end that he was the conductor the whole time, and it shows like flashbacks of how he pulled it off, and it's like some of his body stretches out to become the the uh, conductor. But then you see the conductor in like full body form. Yeah. Without any Jake attached to him doing right. all these flips and stuff. And why why is like the conductor on a skateboard all the time. I don't know, because he's cool and awesome. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. Um, What didn't you like? So I wrote that it's a pretty funny episode, but I don't think it was nearly as funny as some of the other episodes up to this point. And I think the whole murder mystery plot never really gets that interesting as a mystery because, you know, it, they're not trying too hard to make it like a real mystery. So I think that kind of bogs the episode down a little bit and makes it kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the most action-packed episode, which is fine if it's either got, like, really good story or it's really funny. But I don't think it yeah. was really either of those. Yeah. I think there's some other ones that we're going to review that, uh, today that uh, I think were better than this one. Also, the conductor had this really super annoying laugh. Yeah, he does laugh quite a bit. So irritating. So, Matt, where was the snail? The snail was in the kitchen on the floating light in the train. Nice. Yeah. I do like, okay, so let me let me like a, take a, a step back. I like the, the chase scene at the end where the conductor is taking apart the train to keep uh, Finn from being able to track him down. I do think that's that was pretty cool um, animation, and I think it was just funny. It, it was fu- not funny, but fun to watch, and like the intensity of it was pretty cool, as well as Finn running on the top of a train. I always love sequences like that in any movie when there's trains involved and they're like running on the top of the train. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Absolutely, uh, it got me thinking of that movie Skyfall, the uh-huh. seven movie at the beginning. There's this big train sequence. Yeah, yeah. Even when we're playing Mario Kart, and there's that one, uh, like, Chaco Ravine or whatever. Anyway, and they have a train in there. I'm like, train! Train! I got to run into it. Ah! <laughs> jump over it. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Trains are cool, man. It unlocks a spot in my heart. Yeah, trains are awesome. I love taking trains on the rare occasion I get to. Yeah. Trains are underutilized. Yeah, they are. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, guess what? What? There's a fill the face, fill the face. There's another fill the face. Smile. Where is the fill face? So the fill face was on Finn after he says weird and creepy. Yeah, about the conductor. I'm so glad that you wrote that because I didn't catch it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Super great. (laughs) Super, super great. Love the fill face. Fill face. So what's your favorite line? So it was a exchange between at the very end between Finn and jake i literally almost said jack um again yeah yes i can't (laughs) help it it's in my brain now so um finn says we could have dot 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 and jake has died horribly yes happy birthday pal yeah just no so nonchalant yes because of the ending train track and the gelatin being placed there by happenstance (laughs) great choice yeah so, How about you? I've got two. I couldn't make up my mind between the two of them. And they're both Finn. So one's, I'm blind. I'm blind on my birthday. And my other one is, my birthday wishes vengeance. Happy birthday to me. That's really cool. I like those. Finn lines. Finn lines. He's got good dialogue. Yeah. So my impression is also Finn when he's talking to Jake. Um, he's like, I couldn't have done it without you, you, you. <laughs> Slowly poking Jake in the face. Yeah, it was super cute. Yeah. And this is right after um, they found out, they realized it was the conductor and all the candy people on the train died. Yep. yep. He did it. Yep. My impression's going to be the conductor. Sweet. I couldn't help but hearing that someone here thinks I'm weird and creepy. And you know, I'm not weird and creepy. I'm cool and awesome. <laughs> Not my best impression. That's okay. It's cool. So we have a whole bunch of trivia for this. Um, and so I'm really excited about the trivia. Because it's like this murder mystery, there's a bunch of like different stuff. So the first piece is in the train car, Finn and Jake are sitting in. Um, there's a picture of an anthropomor- anthropomorphic bread with the caption yum yum on one end. And on the other end, there's a picture of a flying saucer with the text, watch out for UFOs. Interesting. Right? Yeah. I thought that watch was really out for silly. UFOs. Mm-hmm. 
there's a hidden pancake somewhere in this episode. I didn't find it. Where is it? I don't I know. Don't, I don't know. It just is. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a random piece of trivia. If you can tell us where it is, we are beholden to you. Yes. Father. Father. Uh, when Jake transforms into the conductor, his eyes are the conductor's shoes. And the conductor's left eye is always closed because that's Jake's tail. Oh, that's interesting. I was wondering why his eye was always closed. And then I, I uh, read this and then watched it. I was like, huh. Yeah, okay. that's cool. There's that. There's a dictionary. Um, so there, in, in part of the episode, um, Finn finds a dictionary from one of the candy people. And he flips through it. And there's a bunch of Adventure Time references in it. And I'd like to go over some of those references that are in this dictionary. On the first page that he flips to, um, there's a definition um, of the word rump. And the second definition says, Tukus or Patut, see Ice King. Mm-hmm. There's an entry for Ristanio, Andy, which reads a particular type of wood elf, scribe, scribbler, a holder of paper and pencils. Cool. And at the bottom of the page, it says, Rinda, see Phil Face, as in Phil Rinda. Oh, cool. Yeah. Man, they really like Phil Rinda. No kidding. <laughs> Must be a great guy. So on the second page, the fourth definition of the word pancake says, for Natasha's tortoise shell cat. And Natasha is one of the animators on the show. Nice. Yeah. I love these little things. Mm-hmm. And the fifth definition of the word pancake says five. When repeated three times, this wizard incantation can change one into a cat. I think that happens at some point in the show. Also, maybe that's where the pancake is hidden. Oh. <gasps> oh. <gasps> in, di- in the dictionary. Nice. I don't know. On the third page that he flips to, the first entry is Ice King, and the definition is a big patoot. Ah, comes full circle. It does. Uh, and the fifth definition of the word igloo says Gunter's preferred domicile. <laughs> I love how that Gunter is in a dictionary. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. So I just think there's like those nice little pieces. It's like fun. It didn't have. To, it wasn't just scribbles. It was like actual material. Yeah. So well, then cool. with that extra mile. Yeah, absolutely. There's a whole bunch of different um, clues throughout the episode that hint at the fact that. Jake is posing as the conductor and that it's really a, a big surprise for him. So let's 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 kick it. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Cool. So some of these clues include Colonel Candy Corn was trying to name his enemy. He doesn't specify the gender. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. His or her identity is. <laughs> <laughs> so the conductor enters the passenger car to wish Finn happy birthday. However, the conductor should not have known Finn's name. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I was like, everybody knows Finn. That yeah. must be the explanation. Because he's a radical boy. He is a radical boy. Um, when the conductor skates away on his skateboard after giving Finn his birthday regards, there's a pink smudge on the wall where the conductor's hand was. Evidence <gasps> that paint was used to disguise the conductor Whoa. or Jake. Right? Yeah. So each time a passenger is murdered, the candy people remain uncharacteristically calm. But in slumber party panic, it was revealed that candy people would explode if scared. Right? Not when I re- I'm like, oh my gosh, they didn't even like flip out. Yeah. Yeah, they were just kind of like, oh. I was like, yeah, hmm. that's a bummer. <laughs> so uh, when the conductor says it's going to be a bumpy ride, he uses a voice very similar to the deep voice Jake has used in previous episodes. Yeah, and it's like it's very obvious when you listen to his voice that it's also John DiMaggio. Yeah. Who is Jake. Jank. Jank. Jack. So Jack is only ah! in his- <laughs> Jake is only in the same room as the conductor once when Jake's face is hidden behind the schedule. 
just a few more. Um, the conductor says that he heard someone say he was creepy, but Finn only told Jake that he thought the conductor was creeper and creepy, and it was only in a normal, not very loud voice. Yeah. Well, I just assumed that the guy was being a creeper, just kind of standing right, right near the whole time. Yes, yes. I'm cool and awesome. Uh, when the candy cane guy turns into a skeleton, the doctor doesn't seem to be making a big deal. Like, everyone seems really calm and collective. But later in another episode, Mortal Recall, Princess Bubblegum nearly dies, and he takes it very, very seriously. And then also the green uh, gumdrop guy and blue and pink gumdrop girls all are seen smiling during the scene <laughs> when <great>. he dies. <laughs> Some of these details, I'm like, that's great. Like, I, I know it's I like, didn't did I even watch the episode? Yeah, like, <laughs> probably taking notes during a very visually based show. Yeah. So, Mortal Recoil, I'm so excited that we're almost at that episode. I know. I love it. I, I've never seen it, and I'm really excited because it, it like, has really good ratings and seems like it's going to be a good one. It's a keeper. And it's a two-parter. Yeah. I think it's the first two-parter. It's oh, crazy. Oh. So, when the conductor was in the same character as Jake, Jake stretched his face to form the conductor, but no connection between Jake and the conductor was seen. Yeah, we pointed that out earlier, huh? Yeah. There's... <laughs> There's a lot of uh, continuity errors with the conductor, but I think that just makes it funnier. Yeah. I, I thought this episode, like, even though it was like this, again, I love themed episodes. Also, um, let's talk about birthdays. Mm-hmm. So when Matt and I got together, Matt's like, I don't like my birthday. He checked out his Facebook so nobody could wish him happy birthday or remember it was his birthday. Um, I've got him warmed up to birthdays, though, a little yeah. bit now. But uh... Now I'm a birthday diva. <laughs> I said ice cream cake. <laughs> what is this? What is this? I don't want your homemade surprise. I will not take this country bumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, I think it was really cool that Jake cared enough about Finn to plan a whole thing for him. Yeah. It was really sweet. It is sweet. Birthdays are great. Yeah. Most of the time. I just had my birthday. Yes, you did. It was wonderful. Yay. It was a good day. Anyway, good episode. Good. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I also like all the little, like, when you go through, like, the trivia and read all the little details, you're like, oh, this is, like, serious. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, a lot more to this episode than yes. meets the eye. Yeah. If you just watch it casually, you're like, yeah, it's a throwaway episode. But it, it's not. Like, there's so much put into it, and I think it's really, really cool. Yeah. Nice, nice breather. Nice breather. Yeah. I, I think even though um, this time through it wasn't my favorite viewing of this one, mm-hmm. um, I still enjoy it, and I would still happily watch it more than once again. Yeah. I'm sure I will. Me too. I agree. So do you want to hear what your prediction was for this? Yes. Your most spot-on prediction to I date? know, right? Uh, in this themed episode, Finn and Jake play out a murder mystery. We see Marceline, PB, LSP, BMO, Ice King, and see who done it. So- it's a murder mystery, yes. but not a single one of those characters shows I know, up. I know, <laughs> Just about everybody else does. Yeah. So as far as um, how close you are, plot-wise, you're there. This is yes. an A. Yes, yes. So, and as far as creativity, I love a good murder mystery. I'm giving it a 9 or an A, too. This is your best Yay, grade. Yay, double A's. Amazing Amy. That's right. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. That was some quick thinking right there. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah. used my brain noggin. Do you want to predict what our next episode's going to be? Yep. Go with me. All right. So Susan Strong is going to come back into this episode, and um, she is building upon her relationship with Finn and Jake. So she's fearful of going to a nearby town on her own because 
Um, she thinks that everyone's going to laugh at her. Finn and Jake come with her and come to her aid and show her the joy of traveling among friends. Cool. Yep. Nice little story. Nice little uh, continuing the arc of S. Strong. S. Strong. Susan S. Ms. Strong. Or S. <laughs> okay. Um, Bad joke. Yeah. Any <laughs> any last uh, thoughts about this episode? It's a keeper. I like this one. It's fun. It's kind of middle of the road, but you know. Any any. I, I, I don't have like very strong feelings about this one. I guess. Like, yeah. It is very uh, you know, like season one, we had a lot of episodes that were you know just kind of filler episodes. Yeah. But it was still kind of like new and fresh then, and this one. This one just kind of feels like, you know, run of the mill at this point. Really? That's what I think. How about you? Well, I like this episode because of the theme, because of the celebration of his birthday, because there's like that twist at the end. It's like, hey, we could have died. Ha ha ha. But uh, it was uh, it was pretty decent. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad it. you yeah. enjoyed this one. Yeah, it was good. So on to season two, episode 20, Go With Me. Yeah. Yeah. So, Season 2, Episode 20, Go With Me, is number 46 overall. It's directed by Larry Leachleiter, Patrick McHale, and Cole Sanchez. It was written and storyboarded by Akko Kistura and Tom Herbich. Original air date was March 28, 2011, and it had 1.27 U.S. million viewers. And it has an IMDb rating of 8.1. Nice. I think both these episodes had pretty high ratings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, the title card is another nighttime-based one. And it looks almost Romeo and Juliet-esque. It's Finn staring up at um, PB in her tower. It, it From this image, it looks like she's weeping into her hands. It does look like she's weeping into her hands. Yeah, and Finn's got this really derpy expression on his face. But I love this artwork. This is... I would get a poster of this. Really? I'd kind of get a poster out of like almost all the title cards. I love the title cards. Me too. I think they're so cool. And it looks like there's always a lot of effort put into them. They have a book with it with all the title cards, and um, it, it would be neat to own that. Yeah, and that book has an intro by uh, Guillermo del Toro. Ex- We've talked about that before. Uh, yeah, we have. You're right. But yeah. We can talk cool about stuff. it again. <laughs> uh, it's just it goes over like his appreciation for, for like the artistry of Adventure Time. I love Guillermo del Toro. I yeah, think that guy's great. Cool. All right. So yeah, the episode starts with Finn and Jake having a picnic and looking out at the sunset, which was really really pretty. It was like gorgeous. Yep, gorgeous artistry. The show is so good with like sunsets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake mentions to Finn the couple's only movie night coming up and asks Finn who he's gonna take. Finn says that he doesn't know and asks Jake the same question. Jake's like, well, duh, I'm going to take my girlfriend, Lady Rainicorn. So a duck walks by and Finn picks it up saying, I'm going to take this duck. <laughs> but Jake says he has to have someone that he can smooch. As he says this, Finn very slowly <laughs> tries to kiss the duck. The duck panics and flies away. <laughs> so Jake mentions that Finn does not have to kiss, but finds somebody who he can kiss. So Finn picks up a blanket and kisses that. Jake's like, sit down. Put the blanket down, bro. talk with you. So the scene then skips to the tree fort with Jake asking Finn who he's going to call. To which Finn replies, someone I don't have to kiss. So then he uses the phone to call PB, and he asks her to the couple's movie night. And PB says that it sounds romantic. But Finn quickly interrupts her, saying that he's just wondering if she'd like to go. Princess Bubblegum says that she can't go because she's practicing for... A Whistling Choir Deathmatch Championship, which I'd really like to see that episode. Right? I want to see that too. Right. Like what? So deathmatch. That means people die. People are dying. Oh my goodness. 
Anyway, Finn tries to say something, but Princess Bubblegum quickly hangs up and continues to practice her whistling. Finn says to Jake that she doesn't want to go, but Jake says that she actually does want to go and that they need to help her, quote unquote, realize this. Yeah. Oh, you dumb girl. (laughs) (laughs) So. I'm a boy. I know better. I love how, uh, you know, this whistling death match championship. Death is on the line. And uh, so you'd think you'd have to be very good at whistling. No kidding. Hilariously bad at whistling. Yes. I'm it's like, a, wow, <laughs> she must be carried by her choir mates. Yeah. Like, she's doing, like, one continuous note, but then it's also, like, very, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> very airy and yeah. not strong. It's not coming from her diaphragm. Yeah, it's great. So Jake announces that he's going to call Marceline, which is strange, which is a strange idea for Jake because he's usually afraid to talk to her. Finn wonders why, and Jake says that his fear is based on ignorance. Marceline answers, and Jake asks her to help make PB jealous. The viewer can see that, like, both ways that Marceline was actually hiding under the green coat in the background and comes up just to scare Jake. So the screen's split in two between Jake and her. Uh-huh. And she's just been kind of creeping in their uh, tree fort this whole time. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's interesting. Anyway, Finn, showing no fear, simply chuckles and asks if she's going to help, to which she agrees, saying that it would be funny. The scene then skips to the Candy Kingdom, where Jake is talking about the plan. Which is to have Finn say funny things and for Marceline to laugh out loud at the things that he's saying. Finn says a few words that Marceline quickly begins to laugh at, causing Princess Bubblegum to notice her and Finn sitting outside her window laughing. He's just saying completely random words to make her laugh. Yes. Giddy up. Diggy diggy. (laughs) Diggy diggy. So she greets Finn in her normally polite way, but addresses Marceline in a somewhat rude way. Marceline. So Marceline takes this in stride and also says hello while calling her Bonnabelle. Which we understand is her real first name. That's right. Is this the first time we've heard it? I think yes, so. Yes, it is. Nice. It's a first. So Bubblegum asks Finn what was so funny, but since nothing was ever funny to begin with, he just says, it's something in order to feign forgetfulness. So PB tells him to, to keep it down because she's still trying to practice her whistling by using her whistling book. <laughs> So Jake believes that his plan was somewhat of a success, so he begins phase two and goes to get something. Meanwhile, Marceline suggests that Finn should take some advice from a real girl, referring to herself. Finn interrupts, saying that Jake's plan was powerful. Powerful. (laughs) But but Marceline asks, like, how is Jake supposed to know what a real girl wants when he's not a girl? And that she is a real girl, and so she should she knows better. Finn agrees, and Marceline says that they're going to need something fun, because girls love fun more than anything. Although her interpretation of fun proves to be highly unconventional. Yeah, her fun meter, her barometer of fun is definitely different than most people. That is for sure. So Finn interrupts saying that the word fun so many times makes it sound weird, and he's like, fun, fun, fun. So Marceline asks him what he likes to do for fun. And he says that he likes to wrestle and fight, although this only serves to lower his spirits as he does not think that any woman would find this sort of thing appealing. Marceline thinks that this is a good idea and says that if he wrestles PB, she's going to think he's fun. Hmm. So then Marceline leaves. Jake then comes with a loot suit and a loot. For those of you who don't know what a loot is, it's like a mm, guitar. Medieval guitar. Medieval guitar. Yeah, it has a round instead of like a figure eight body shape it has more of like a bowl rounded shape yeah anyway finn's confused but jake quickly explains that girls love it and to trust him 
As Finn walks into the castle with the loot suit on and Jake disguised as a chair, Marceline also arrives and asks what Finn is wearing. Like, what are you, what, what is this? Jake reveals himself and answers her question, saying that Finn looks adorable and he did look adorable. Marceline says, says that it's going to ruin the plan. Yeah, I love this suit. Makes him look like he's part of like a renaissance fair, but like a really cheap one. So Jake asks Marceline. He, he looks like a plum. You know, <laughs> he, does look, he does look like a plum. So Jake asks what Marceline's talking about, and Finn says that he was trying Marceline's idea also. So Jake, upset, asks Finn about his idea while Marceline sticks her snake-like tongue at him. As both of them near PB's whistling, they hide. So Jake reverting into a chair, and Marceline turning into a bat and hiding near the ceiling. Princess Bubblegum approaches Finn and asks... Princess Bubblegum begins to ask Finn a question, but is quickly distracted by his loot suit, asks him, what are you wearing? Finn starts to answer, but... Jake quickly reminds Finn to play the lute, which he does as he answers Bubblegum's question in a high-pitched voice. Princess Bubblegum laughs and says that Finn is hilarious. It's my lute suit. (laughs) It's cute. So Marceline covertly reminds Finn of the plan to wrestle Bubblegum. So Finn quickly gets Bubblegum in a headlock and knocks her to the ground, following up with an elbow drop to her back. So PB quickly calls her guards and has Finn thrown out. Jake, dizzy, comes out of of the lute with Marceline landing next to him while turning back into her normal form and saying that the loot suit was ridiculous. Yeah, it was like, PB is so caught unaware by all of this, and it's just like, what is happening? What is happening? Jake then is offended and asks if Finn could believe her. Uh, Finn says that he felt a little silly, so Jake tells him to give it back, meaning give back the loot suit. Finn apologizes and returns the suit. Jake then takes the suit and the loot, barks, and leaves. Mm. Marceline notes how upset Jake seemed, but Finn reassures her and says, all he needs is some spaghetti. I love that. He just needs some spaghetti. Yeah, he just needs some spaghetti. Um, She then says that the only thing that girls love more than fun is excitement and suggests that Princess Bubblegum should be chased by wolves. Yeah. This is a horrible idea. ideas are the worst. It's seriously awful. So Marceline takes Finn to a roaming wolf pack where she and Finn go feral. Finn's even, like, frothing at the mouth. So they howl at the moon, bite and wrestle the wolves, and ride them in a stampede. So Marceline and Finn grab two of the wolves and slip them into PB's bedroom while she sleeps. So she flees her room in terror, straining to hold the door closed behind her. Finn brags that he put the wolves there because it's exciting. And thinking, because he's, like, super immature. Like, he doesn't know that, I mean, I'm sure, well, he's, like, hanging with this girl, and he just had a really fun time, and so he's like, well, PB will like it, too. Mm -hmm. It's so not PB, though. So anyway, she ends up banishing Finn from the Candy Kingdom until he stops acting like a quote-unquote psycho. Realizing PB probably doesn't like Finn, Marceline decides to comfort him, saying that he would be bored with Bonnie in a week. Before she leaves, she gives Finn a kiss on the cheek. Finn realizes that all along, Marceline was the perfect girl to take to the movies. So Finn asks Marceline if she'll come to the movie. And Marceline says that Finn does not want to go down that road with her. Uh-huh. So Finn ignores her and continues asking her to the movies. So Marceline then turns into a giant monster in an attempt to deter Finn's enthusiasm about dating her. But this fails. So she turns back to a vampire and slams Finn onto the couch. Finn tries to wrestle her and puts her in a headlock, but Marceline quickly breaks the hold and says that she will not go to the movies with Finn because she does not like him that way. Going on to say that she has no interest in dating Finn. Finn's like, dude, I'm not looking for a girlfriend, just someone to go to the movies with. Marceline then agrees to go to the movies with Finn, but just as friends. So then they're at the movie, and um, it's like the super romantic part. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. And they notice, they're looking around, 
And they notice several people, including Jake and Lady Rainicorn, kissing, which causes Finn to literally throw up. Mm-hmm. He then asks Marceline if she'd like to leave. And she's like, yep. So she pushes him through the movie screen just after the male character in the movie tells his lover, nothing can ever break us apart. So Finn and Marceline then ride away on the pack of wolves they met earlier, tearing apart the screen the movie was projected at. And that's the Whoa. end. That is such an intense episode. Yeah. So long. <laughs> it wasn't even longer than anything else, but it felt like twice as long as the previous episode. It packed a lot in. Tons of stuff. What were your first thoughts? I really enjoyed this one. I think um, story-wise, this one's pretty good. I like that it's more of um, Finn trying to figure out the subtleties of romancing and um, his infatuation with bubblegum. But I don't even... I don't know that I agree with that because he's like, I don't want a girlfriend. I just want to go to the movies with somebody. I just want to hang. That's true. Yeah. And like, it's Marceline and Jake that turn this into a romantic thing. Yeah, you're right. And he is infatuated with Princess Bubblegum, but he didn't want to, like, he legit was like, Yeah, it's true. Hmm, he just wanted to go as friends. Yeah. Who is someone that I don't have to kiss? Oh, PB. Like I just want to go with could her. kiss. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed this one. I thought it was yeah. fun. I liked seeing all of the different really bad ideas that they were giving him. At first, mm-hmm. I thought Marceline was trying to, like, sabotage this whole Me thing. Me, too. But then I realized, no, I think she actually thinks these things are going to work. Yeah, and I, I also think it just gives us more layers of Marceline as well as a character, which is kind of fun. Yeah, like, you're starting to see her more as a good friend at this point. Yeah. Um. Also, her haircut is, like, so many derby girls. Like, that shaved side head with the rest of the hair flipped over. There's so many derby girls with that same haircut. Mm-hmm. It's funny. So what did you like? Um, so they their telephones that they used were really unique and interesting, and I thought that was fun. Yeah, I didn't realize until this time, like when it's showing Marceline answering her phone, mm-hmm. it's like it shows her hand up here from the bottom of the screen, and like a little octopus crawls up it, and then yeah. she crushes the octopus, and when her hand opens up, it turns into a phone. Yeah, um, PB has a candy striped like old fashioned phone, um, but. The boys have two different types of phones, and one is like has a little screen, and you turn a knob, and it calls the person that the knob is pointed to. Yeah, just kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, what didn't you like? I do think that there's some weird messaging, like you have to go to, like in this case, like if you go to movies, you have with somebody, you have to be like romantically interested in them. I'm not really sure. Like, I I just think that. People can just be friends. I think men and women can be friends and do stuff as friends. And there doesn't have to be, like, romantical stuff. And I think it needs that needs to be normalized in our society. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think that um, the message of the episode was that you have to be romantically involved. I think that's Jake's interpretation. Yeah. And in the end, you know, he ends up being wrong. Yeah. He doesn't always have the best advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it, but so it makes sense, though, for Jake because he's in a relationship. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to this movie and I'm going to make out with my lady. That's right. Yeah. And you need to do that, too. And, you know, Finn's just not there. Like, he's not interested in that. Yep. I mean, he, he is, but he isn't. Like, he shows appropriate interest for a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> That's true. He has infatuation over a girl, but he doesn't want to, like, make out. He doesn't want to do any of that stuff. He just like likes people it's true i i do like that this one isn't focused on him trying to romance pb well he is trying to romance her but for the purpose of just having somebody to go to the movies he feels like he it's like an initiation he has to romance somebody to get them to go to the movies yeah and i like that uh towards the end where he gets turned down by marceline he says i just want to go to the movies with somebody but everybody hates me oh because you know anytime like something like just slightly doesn't go my way i'm like nobody likes me yeah 
Uh, and I it's super great. Because it's from this episode. He uses it all the time. Nobody likes me. <laughs> it's not. It's not alarming at all for a partner. Everybody hates me. <laughs> um. Okay. Where was the snail, bro? Ooh. Inside the windscreen of the wrecked bus at the movies. Yeah, the, the one that you're sitting on. Yeah. Cha. I think. Snail watch. 2019. Snail watch. Snail watch. Snail watch. And there's no Phil face in this episode. Nope. Okay, Matt, what was your favorite uh, line of the movie? My favorite line of the movie? Of the episode, sorry. <laughs> diggy diggy. When Finn's <laughs> clapping his hands over his head. He does like this little dance thing and Matt was doing the dance with it. It was really, <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Oh. I love it. It's just so Thank random you. and weird. <laughs> What's your favorite line? Uh, I love it when Finn was talking to Marceline about Jake after he gets upset. He's like, nah, he just needs some spaghetti. I love that one, too. That, that was a close second. Yeah, I mean, like, it was, um, it speaks to my soul of, like, food. I love food. Especially, like, if you're feeling kind of cranky, it's like, I just need some food. I just need something to snack on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you want to give me an impression? Yeah, this is Finn. Fun. Mm. Fun. Fun. <laughs> the word has lost all meaning. Fun. <laughs> awesome. What was yours? Mine's also Finn, and it's when he's wearing the loot suit. Good evening, my dear. Your escort is here. Ooh. Singy, singy. I like it. Thank you. All right. So we have some cool trivia. Um, so the first piece is something we've already mentioned, is that PB's first name is Bonnabelle. Yeah. I like that name. According to Finn, when Jake is angry, he eats spaghetti to calm down. And this is proven later in the episode. Yeah. Finn does not complain about Marceline's couch in this episode because, you know, she slams him down on the couch. Um, But he claimed it is rock hard in the episode Heat Signature, which we'll hear about later. Next week or two weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. The Marceline's house has four gravestones on the side. Nice. And this is the first episode Princess Bubblegum is seen without her crown on. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I totally did not know that. For for those of you who play music out there, the Marceline writing on Marceline's amplifier bears similarities to the Marshall signature on Marshall brand amplifiers. Hmm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Marshall's a brand I can never afford. Um, before the movie begins, there's a box of popcorn and hot dog dancing, which resembles the let's all go to the lobby song, uh, which used to be shown in theaters before the start of the movie. Yeah. Now it's just a roller coaster. Yeah. Ugh, lame. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't like the whole, the, the, the new thing that they have before movies. Um, so this episode yeah. was previously titled Masters of Romance. <laughs> and uh, apparently Princess Bubblegum was meant to go with Finn in the original synopsis, but the idea was later dropped. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad fun. they went the route that they did. Yeah. I feel like it was a better lesson for him in the end. I think so too. So your prediction yeah. for this one, go with me, was that Susan Strong is fearful of going to a nearby town on her own because she's fearful that everyone will laugh at her. Finn and Jake come to her aid and show her the joy of traveling among friends. Yeah. Well, there's a friendship message in there. There is a friendship message. So we're going to give this one a C-. minus. Candidly courageous. <laughs> Candidly courageous. <laughs> a C- minus for uh, um, uh, how close it was. And for creativity... I'm going to give that a B plus. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Candidly barbacious. Candidly bombastic. Bombacious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, bombastic. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that word. 
So do you want to predict what our next episode's going to be based on its title? Yes. Belly O the Beast. Okay. So Billy, we've met him in the in, yeah, in the previous episodes. Um, he came to the treehouse looking for Finn and Jake because he has an epic adventure that he needs their help on. So there's this beast that's tunneling underneath different towns, which is causing disruption to like everyday life of townsfolk. So Billy, Finn, and Jake set off to find this beast and slay them. They tracked down the beast only to find out that the beast was hungry and looking for his wall meat. Castlevania. But couldn't remember where he hid it. Okay. Yeah. That's that's pretty exciting. I don't know. That's a cool episode. That is a really cool episode. I'm pretty excited about this. I feel like it's really, really good. I like it a lot. Yeah. Mm, I guess we'll find out. Yes. All right. Any last uh, thoughts about this episode? This one surprised me. I remember this being kind of lukewarm on it before, and this time through, I really enjoyed it. I think um, out of the two episodes, I liked the Mystery Train better. All right. I liked this one better, but only slightly. I would have to say, though, overall, I really liked Marceline better in this episode than any other episode that I've watched. Yeah, I feel like her. Marceline has become much more likable at this point. Yeah, I, I really think that the um they're building her character more, and I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, they've definitely cut back on how much she likes to mess with them, mm-hmm. at least for now. And, the, I mean, she did a little bit of that, but it wasn't. Like over the yeah, yeah, and it wasn't over the top like it has been on other episodes. Yeah, in this episode, she feels like somebody I would have hung out with in like high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's like her, her level of um, sarcasm and like silliness matches Finn's, and Mm -hmm. so it just is a good fit. Like they're buddies, and I like that. Yeah, she 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 seemed fun, Mm -hmm. fun, fun, (laughs) fun, fun. fun. Sounds all weird now. (laughs) <laughs> all right we have some listener feedback listener feedback oh yeah do you want to read the first one yeah so on ava blogs she said or they say um i am a huge fan of adventure time and your podcast is great you inspire me and my friend uh, to start a podcast thank you so much that's awesome yeah oh we're so glad that we could help inspire people to to do something with their creative juices. Absolutely. Um, and Ava, if you let us know what your podcast is, we would love to hear it and totally. plug it on the show. Yes. Thank you so much for the email. And uh, the next one is from Ryan L. on our Facebook page who said, Y'all made my number three podcast, apparently. Curious to know what the rest of your listener stats are. We are number three. We are number Woo! three. Bronze medal. Woo! Right after I read that, I was on our Twitter page and I saw that we got a shout out from somebody. We are in their top five podcasts of the year, it turns out. And that's so cool. That's really neat. That warms our hearts. It really does. Like, we had no idea for the longest time that our listenership was was growing to the point that it is. Yeah. We just feel really proud about, like, this and excited to share this. This is, like, started as, like, a thing for Matt and I just to, you know, do together as a a couple and just, like, hang and... Whatevs, because he loves Adventure Time, and I have grown to love Adventure Time and um, have really enjoyed doing this. And um, to see that it's like people have just really found some enjoyment out of it, it's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. It makes it a lot more fun, too. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think at the beginning, like, I honestly was expecting, like, you know, it's a small podcast. We don't have much of a budget. I was like, we'll probably get, like, a, an average of, like, 20 to 30 people. Yeah. And that'd be fine. But we got more than that. We got, like, 31 people. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. We got we got more than that, but we are just so amazed and thankful, um, flattered. Yes, that people are enjoying this so much. Yeah. 
So um, tell a friend about it, and uh, hopefully they can uh, get some joy out of it, too. Yeah. So, Matt. Yes? Anything you want to plug? The first few episodes of Amy's brother and I, Hans, um, our podcast, Pop Trouble, has been up for a couple weeks now. And, yeah. So we're talking about movies. Yeah. And it's on Anchor.fm also? Yeah. And it should be popping up uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts and all the other places pretty soon. Cool. Is there anything you want to plug? In January, if you're in the Seattle area, come to see Jet City Roller Derby, play all the games. Um, and December 22nd, my juniors are having a um, game at Everett Skate Deck at 5 o'clock. So that'll be a fun night of skating and all the things. Awesome. Yeah. So if you have any comments or questions or shout outs, you can email us at ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on the social medias, uh, Facebook and Twitter. Our handles are Oh My Glob Podcast. Or you can go onto our website to just uh, see our podcasts. Uh, basically, they're a link to anchor.fm. Uh, oh My Glob Podcast at WordPress.com. Uh, and rate and review us on your uh, podcast, whatever. Preferably um, Apple Podcasts, where. Apparently, uh, reviews there help us get a bit more exposure. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty good. This has been a wonderful episode of Oh My Glob Podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flippity flip. Bye. Bye. Bye.